Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sport of Kings podcast. On this pod, we discuss the late pick five at Keeneland on Saturday, October 21st, 2023. This is show number 247, October 20th, 2023. I'm Scott Carson, founder of Sport of Kings, and I'm joined by my co-host, Hall of Fame handicapper, Chris Larmy. Chris, our third week in a row at Keeneland, and I'm not complaining. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of slim pickings anywhere else. I mean... New York racing has been a disaster all summer and fall because of the weather and California racing that had like the worst Saturday car I've ever seen this week. So, you know, I think uh, sticking with Keeneland in the fall, you can't really go wrong. You can't go wrong. Although last week we did have five straight favorites win and the (laughs) pick five paid 33 bucks. Not the kind of day where I'm going <laughs> to do well when it chalked completely. I mean, it totally chalked out the entire sequence. So, well, I got to say, I actually hit four out of five and got and, a consolation. And I got uh, $4.96. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you brought up that consolation. I hate it. I told Jim Goodman I hate it. Um, I'm thinking he might rethink it next year, but. Um, you know, the effective takeout on the winning tickets is like 36% with the Constellation. So, um, you know, I I don't play that pick five unless I like a long shot maybe in the first leg. Um, but I'm, you know, you're better off playing the pick four, I think, than the pick five, um, especially if you're going to play a favorite in the first leg. And that might come up today. So we might talk about that a little bit. Play in the Sport of Kings NHC Qualifier starting every month. Each month, the top 50 players who are NHC Tour members advance to Round 2, which is Breeders' Cup weekend. In that final, 450 players will duke it out playing all 14 Breeders' Cup races. Two people will win a seat to the NHC, and the top 100 will get Tour points. Join the NHC Tour before any monthly Round 1 begins. If you join the Tour, you could win up to 20 seats to the NHC in free contests. For only 50 bucks, it's the best deal in racing. If you sign up for the tour, use promo code SPORTOFKINGS so we get credit. If you haven't signed up for our free contest with free DRFPPs, go to sportofkings.net right now. Thank you and good luck. And we have a special returning guest. He's a professional horse player who's qualified to the NHC 15 times. He's a member of the NHC Players Committee. He's Ross Gallo. Ross, welcome back. Thanks for having me. My annual trip to Sport of Kings. And that 15, I've been stuck on that 15 for like two years now. So can't seem to, I don't play that much anymore though. But I'll have a few chances later on this year. Maybe I can make it 16. Okay. You can clue me in on those contests, Ross, because I still have to qualify myself. And I don't have time to enter many contests, but I'm going to try to prioritize the last two months of the year. 
Well, I usually do like this triple header late in the year, the Pegasus to the um, Hialeah tournament and then over across to Tampa Bay. So I'll probably do that again this year, finish off the year. Okay. Well, actually, it's not even the finishing of the year. It's the turn of the year. I think they, they do it in January at uh, Tampa. Yeah, January, Tampa, January, January, maybe even February now. When's the NHC now? March, right? It's in March, so uh, the tourneys go right yeah. right through February. Yeah, well, the um, Tampa Tampa is like one of the last ones. So, I did a wonderful thing last year at Tampa. I uh, I had the winner in. It's like a win only contest. I had the winner in the last race, and uh, the horse was nine to two, and I didn't think it was enough to get me there, so I canceled onto another horse. The horse won. I would have won the day, which was a spot, and finished second in the whole tournament. So that's where it was in. I had it in. It was already in. I had to get up out of the seat, walk to the machine, cancel the ticket. So You snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. That is correct. (laughs) You got up and you strode over. Yes, I got up. I, I had to get up and go cancel it, cancel the winner. So anyway. Yeah, I, I know some people who would never, ever do that, ever can. I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm reason. one of those people. I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people that would never, never do that. <laughs> it was so, your evil so twin. That. Your evil twin did that. Sometimes it's just, uh, I don't know. The karmic delights have it in for you, and that's that. They control you and, you know. What are you going to do? I I have a friend of mine, he's passed away, but he used to have this old saying, when I do, they don't. And when I don't, they do. I have always loved that because it's, (laughs) it's happens to me all the time. So if you think about getting out of your seat and you don't, they do. When you do, they don't. So anyway. (laughs) Well, I I hope you don't have any of the same horses as I do. Well, that's not very nice. (laughs) <laughs> I think I could still pick a winner or two, you know. I might not play them, but I can still pick them. Just, just let us know when you're going to cancel a ticket the last second, so we can. All right, I will. I will. I'll probably keep you guys in the loop, so you'll know what to play. <laughs> All right. Well, <clears throat> we are doing the Keeneland Pick Five on Saturday. Starts with the sixth race, which is the Perryville Stakes. Seven furlongs on the dirt. Purse of two hundred fifty thou. For three-year-olds, Ross, what are you thinking? Well, they're sloppy and off today, which is kind of a bummer. But I, the, the weather looks really clear, so I'm kind of hoping, seeing as uh, Keelan's turf, of course, can usually handle quite a bit of rain, that uh, they'll be good tomorrow. So I'm going to go off of that. I'm guessing you guys are as well. But they are sloppy and off today, which is a bummer. And, um, yeah, this is an interesting sequence we were talking before the show started. I, I, I like it today. I, I think these are some hand, uh, some handicapable races, some competitive ones, and we'll see what we come up with. Anyways, the sixth to start off, um, you've got verifying who's coming out of graded stakes, even money morning line. Uh, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, I, I couldn't watch the replay because it wasn't they don't have it, and I think for good reason. But I think this horse was in, in the race last time with that New York Thunder horse that broke down. I'm pretty sure. Anyways. Yeah, and I don't think, I think that, that was. If memory serves me, I'm not even sure verifying was hitting the board that day. But uh, I, 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 I couldn't watch the race, so I can't be sure on that. But I, I did watch the race live, and I haven't seen it since. But I'm, I don't. I'm not sure the horse was even going to hit the board that day. But anyway, 
I think the horse is worth taking a shot against personally. Um, at even money, that's going to help the price of everyone else in the race. Uh, the three horses in Maryland, right? I've really been uh, impressed with the horses' races, but it doesn't really run that fast. And coming from way out of it in a, in a race that has really no speed in it, I'm going to go with uh, the Ghostbuster, Dr. Venkman, Pete Venkman, uh, coming from Del Mar. Uh, if you've watched those two races, you couldn't be any more impressed uh, with the ease in which the horses won. There's really no speed in the race. This horse is, you know, got California speed, quote unquote, maybe. Uh, I, you got to be cl- the horse has to be close to the pace if not on the lead. Uh, I know it's getting, uh, he's coming off the Lasix first time running without Lasix, but I'm gonna, you know, you get Johnny V as a substitute for JJ Hernandez. That's pretty good. I, I, I'm gonna give this horse a shot on the on the raise up the stakes company, and maybe he can be as good as he looks. So that's where I'm going. Thankman. All right, reading about how excited the trainer is about this horse and the um, the uh, the <clears throat> seeing the replays of those races, I I say this horse is no higher than two to one. Chris, yeah. what are you thinking? Yeah, I like the name for uh, those who are Ghostbuster fans. I know that's what you were referencing, Ross. Uh, Doctor Vankman, I like it. Um, and he is California sprinter shipping east, which I always like, but I do agree with Scott. He's probably taking money with verifying in there. I, I, he probably won't be the favorite, but I think he'll be a strong second choice. Um, but it probably deserves to be, uh, because he was impressive, but I'm actually going with the horse that Ross mentioned, but sort of dismissed because of his speed figures, at least his buyers, um, and that's post time because post time for me, you know, he fits a couple of, uh, you know, common narratives on this show. One is Brittany Russell can train. She moves horses up. Uh, she's not a nationally known trainer, but she um, wins a lot of races and her horses run well. And she typically isn't going to ship to Keeneland with a horse unless she's pretty confident. Um, and this horse has been a monster. He hasn't really faced anything, but man, he was really good last year and uh, something went wrong. Took a while to get back to races, but man, he was awesome in his comeback race. Uh, the big negative Ross kind of hinted at, he tends to break slowly. I think he actually has plenty of speed. He just doesn't break well, but maybe, you know, if he can, this small field, Without a lot of speed, I don't see him getting too far behind. And man, this horse can run. He's got the golden pattern that we talk about all the time. This is about extreme golden pattern. Um, a long, long layoff between two and three. Comes back with like a perfect prep. Uh, he didn't really have to work that hard at all. Um, and now he comes back with plenty, just about perfect spacing and aggressive spot. So, you know. He must be doing well for this trainer to ship to Keeneland and run. So I I just think post time is a monster. Now, Dr. Vankman might be too, but you're going to get a much better price on post time. So I really like post time at the three horse. He's 15 to one in the morning line. I don't know if you'll get 15 to one, but um, you'll get a price. All right. Well, I, I certainly, uh, I don't, I'm sorry. Oh, I don't fault you or your thinking. I, it's, uh, I was just, I, you know, I, those fractions in, in Pimlico and in Baltimore, I don't, I don't 24 or 47 last time for six furlongs. Can that be real? 
I just think that the horse is going to, the pace isn't going to be that fast. And I, I trust me, visually, horse couldn't be any more impressive. Could not. It's impossible. Came from dead last and walked by them like they were all tied to a hitching post. So I see what you're saying there for sure. So I wouldn't talk anybody off playing that horse, especially anything close to 15 to 1. Yeah, and when they're moving up in class, I'm always worried when they're horses that are, you know, been getting easy leads and winning. But when they've been tracking slow paces and then blowing by horses, to me, the step up in class might actually help them because they might actually get in a race with a little more pace than they've been seeing um, could actually benefit them some. So, you know, I, to me, his slow starts are a concern. He, I don't want him dropping back, you know, seven or eight lengths off the pace. But if he breaks well and just stays in contact, man, this horse has a burst of speed that um, – We'll be, you know, but you know, we'll see if he can reproduce it against better horses. But to me, this field's not that terrifying. Um, and you know, right. Doctor Vankman is good, but you know, it's all about upside. Okay, so I'm also going with Post Time, who um, uh, I don't think he'll be 15 to one either, but 10 to one maybe. You know, those, <clears throat> those buyer figures are low, but uh, his sheet figs came up stronger. And uh, he he looked really good in that last race. He came up the inside. He, there was a little bumping in the uh, in the stretch. And, um, you know, so that just means, like, it didn't bother him, which I, I'm, I'm good with. Uh, the trainer hits at 19%, second off a layoff. So, so th- that's got to be my top pick. However, I'm also going to say Dr. Vankman, not only did he run huge in that last race, but he seriously was bumped at the start. He he was bumped on both sides. He not only won easily, but he galloped out monstrously. I mean, like he he won by about five lengths, and then he pulled ahead like 15 lengths on the gallop out. So so I, I think he will be bet and... You know, that's why I can't pick him on top, but I'm absolutely using both of those horses. Anything cool. else, Ross? No. Uh, I will put a plug in. I, I'm kind of against the um, the Triple Crown horses, like verifying confidence game, race cane. Uh, I don't like any of those three. Um, so to me, uh, the other one I kind of like in here is the six loyal company who had a, a tough trip last time. Uh, going a mile might have been a, you know a little too far for him, but if you look at his sprint races, there his last you know his first two sprint races on the dirt were wins, and like I said, he didn't have the greatest of trips last time. So I think he's a pretty good horse, and and to me, you know, you might be able to get. Uh, if you could get him into the exacta with one of those two horses we've talked about, um, you know, beat all the the triple crown horses. When I say triple crown, I mean they competed in the triple crown, so they have like sure. name recognition and tend to get over bet. Bet, um, you know, you could maybe make some money, even though it's a small field on the vertical exotics in this race. Plus, the, you the get the money back to a big jockey upgrade. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and, you know, he did win on him once at Keeneland. So, you know, he can handle the track. Um, 
You know, one thing I'll mention, we talked about in the intro, you didn't hear this, Ross, but the pick five at Keeneland has a consolation. And with that consolation, the winning tickets really only get like, it's like a 36% takeout um, if you factor in the money they gave out in the consolation. So I, that's one of the reasons I don't like the pick five at Keeneland too much, even though the takeout, the actual takeout's only 15%, but when you take into the, the consolation, it's a lot higher than that if you if you hit it. Um, and so if you're going to play like Verifying or Dr. Venkman in this race, in the pick five, I don't know if that's a really good bet because I think those two are going to be on most of the tickets for everybody. And given that takeout, I'd say you're better off probably just playing the pick four than the pick five. Um, if you're going to try to beat one of those two, then yeah, sure, you can go for the pick five. It may more than make up for the extra takeout um, because so much of the play will go through those favorites. But in general, I would avoid playing any short-priced horses in, in the first leg of the pick five at Keeneland just because you're probably better off playing the pick four or pick three or daily double or whatever um, than you are playing the pick five with the, the consolation. By the way, I have to add that <clears throat> Ghost Zapper is such an amazing sire. His his progeny win at 18%, and that's that's more than Into Mischief, Tap It, Candy Ride. It's it's more than all those horses. I, I don't know why he doesn't produce more, but um, he's he's a hell of a sire, and um, he's the grand sire, uh, the damn sire of Loyal Company. That's scary. <laughs> it's Halloween or close. <laughs> so the next race is the seventh. It's the a maiden special weight, mile and sixteenth on dirt, perch of a hundred thousand for three year olds and up. Chris's turn to get us started. Yeah, tough. These uh maiden races going two turns. They're tough. Tough to handicap. Um it's one where in the pick five, probably a lot of people are gonna spread. I did end up landing on a horse I like quite a bit. Surprised me, um, actually. But the more I looked at it in the race, the more I looked at the horse, the more I liked it. And that's the three horse dissolved. He is making his third lifetime start. You know, he debuted going seven furlongs, showed a little bit of speed, but really didn't do much running after the first quarter or half mile. Then they stretched him out to a mile, and he ran much better. Um, still came up a little short. But uh, that was probably a race that really got him fit. And he's really bred to run long. So now he goes for his second route race. And um, he has been training really well. I watched a recent workout a few weeks ago. He outworked a horse named Gulfstream Way, who's like a, a pretty fast stakes horse. So I think he's really training up to the race well. And that race he came out of, is probably better than that than it looks because he finished behind four horses in that race. Three of them have come back to win their next start, and the fourth one came back to run third in a really good allowance race. So that was a very strong maiden race, and I think uh, it probably tightened him up. He should be sitting on a big race. They, uh, Norm Cassie is a high percentage trainer, and with Santana, he switches to Santana here. They click at a really high rate. He's got um, speed. There is probably other horse in here with speed. I don't think he, he's never been on the lead where he hasn't 
gotten the lead. He's been, he was close on his debut. I don't think he has to be on the lead. You don't really know what the running style of these horses are when they're just slightly raced, but he definitely has speed to get a good position from an inside post um, where there's a short run of the first turn and a short run of the finish line. So it should be speed favoring as long as he doesn't get caught up in some, some sort of a speed duel or something. If he can either sit off or maybe even get an easy lead, um, he will be very tough. So uh, I like Dissolve, the three horse. He's 10 to 1 in the morning line. Tough to guess what the price will be, but I don't think he'll be the favorite anyway. Yeah, Norm casts a little bit cooler at Keeneland, right? He's only one for seven, but he does have four in the money. So uh, still a scary and a 10 to 1. This is a, a horse to consider. Ross, what are you thinking? Well, I like all the points that Chris made. It's going to give me a, more of a hard look at this all. But I, I have a horse that I'm pretty high on in this race as well. And that's the two horse, single dot yacht. This horse got blinkers two back, and it kind of almost immediately uh, improved the horse, uh, especially as far as like getting into the race. Um, I thought the race two back also was a troubled uh, race, and the, and the horse kind of finally cleared in the stretch and got down to the rail and was closing stoutly. Last time off of a little layoff, a one-turn mile at Churchill Downs, uh, I thought the race was credible. I thought that the jockey uh, wrapped up late, wasn't uh, didn't even uh, attempt to, to do it. He knew, he knew third was wrapped up, and he just wrapped up on the horse. I think he set up good to go two turns. I, I would consider this like his first time at two turns. That Those Ellis races at a mile kind of start right on the turn, kind of like Belmontish uh, on the turf. Uh, and, and I think... I think this horse has got a, a move forward at eight to one morning line. I, I like the, the two single dot yacht probably as much as he likes dissolved. So one of my better plays today. Okay. Well, I, I like both your horses and they're both uses. And yes, I am spreading in this race. Um, <clears throat> the horse that I landed on is the six Ben Franklin, who tried to close against a CFR of one in his last race. And that's CFR. That's the closer favorability rating of uh, <clears throat> racingflow.com's methodology. Uh, CFR of one is the hardest number to close against the hardest type of race for a closer to, to win. And uh, he did not win. He finished fourth, but he like hopped or something weird at the start. And uh, he closed from last and was gaining. He galloped up to the winner. I think he should be fine on the stretch out. Trainer hits at 14%. Second start, sprint to route with 141 ROI. Um, it's kind of arbitrary. I, I am going to spread in here. So uh, it's kind of arbitrary that I picked Ben Franklin. But he does seem like uh, yeah, that CFR, chasing that CFR, Seems like a legit excuse, and um, I think he should be ready to win going two turns. Yeah, and despite that, he was only a neck behind the favorite, nine furious anger. If if, if, if the nine actually goes off favored, uh, you know, Ben Franklin was only a neck behind, and that was the in his first start, like you said, probably against the flow. So, um, you know, there's and lots of upside in that horse for sure. And he is a founding father as well. So you have that going on. But you do have the Le yes. Parpu factor. Le Parpu. I, I just like automatically like cross him off. As soon as I see it, I just put an X right through his horses. It's a disease. Sorry, nothing against him. He's probably a nice guy. 
I actually, I, um, I was at the Breeders' Cup one time at Churchill, and he was out like at four or five in the morning. He was, uh, he was a party animal back then. Seems like a pretty uh, nice guy too, but I just don't like the way he's uh, horsebacking right now. But remember, Brent Franklin really got along well with French people. He did. Spent a lot of time <laughs> was, in Paris. He, he was our ambassador to France. I like the name. I mean, it's out of a horse by City of Light, and the, the mare's out of inventive, or out of a, whore, a mare named Inventive. So and that's Yeah, that's very clever, for, by the way. For Ben Very Franklin. clever. Yeah, clever, very clever name. Uh, just out of interest, I looked up Julian LaPeru. He, uh, he's got only a 10% overall win percentage in the last year, but it's 14% when it's on dirt. So, so, um, you know, maybe on turf, he's, he's, he's an avoid, but he, 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 he does okay on dirt. So. But where he's good is when he sends a horse, if you can, if you know, he's going to send, he's really good rider on the lead at any distance or surface, but he so often doesn't let the horses, you know, put, get some way out of position. That that's just the frustrating part with him. Yeah, that's that's but what I he does see. Actually, almost always out of position, losing yeah, losing spots. Actually, so. Right, but if he if he if you if you think he's going to go to the lead, which is always dicey with him, I mean he is very very good at at rationing the speed um, on the front end. So. Uh, you know, maybe he, if he's aggressive with this horse, uh, I think the horse has a good chance. If he drops back, then you could get Leperud. <laughs> it's funny. That's what I put in comment. I, I put that in comment so many times in my stable meal. Leperud. That's all I put. That one in Desor mode. Desor mode and Leperud. Those are my <laughs> two of my favorites. All right. Anyway. Um... Any, any, what do you do with Mount Craig, who's got significantly faster speed figures, but just doesn't know how to win? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he won. Um, I'm not against him in here. Uh, I mean, a lot of times they run second because there's a better horse in the race. Um, so, you know, some of those horses that have beat him are pretty good. Like Dreamlike is a pretty good horse. Prove Worthy is pretty good horse. Moore's Law. So, I mean, I, to me, he definitely wouldn't surprise at all um, if he won. I, 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 at a short price, I'm not that interested in an 0 for 10 maiden, but, you know, I, I wouldn't, I don't think he's like a, a gutless horse or anything like that. I just think he's been in against better horses. And this field, there may not be any horse that good, and, you know, he maybe breaks his maiden. So, uh, I, he has I'm kind burned of a lot of money, though. With, Burned a lot of money. Yeah. Eight to five, five yeah. to two, three to one, six to five, three to five, eight to five, nine to five. It's burned a lot of money. I usually stay away from those horses on the win end. If you're playing pick fives, I don't know. I take a shot and not, not playing them or even fours. So, but like uh, Chris says, I'd, it's not going to shock me if he wins at all. So, okay. Yeah, I would other? never bet him to win. Sure. No. Any bomb skis in here? We gave you eight to one and ten to one. Whatever you want, fifty to one chance. <laughs> well, Chris usually has one, you know, cockamamie pick. Um, they often come in. But. Yeah, I, you know, 
it's one of those races where you know you could you could make some kind of a weak case probably the one horse that i would consider as a bomber and underneath not to win would be the lucas horse on the rail um you know that horse is coming off a turf race which you can toss he had some trouble in his start before that he draws the rail which is an advantage and you know he has a race on his form that you know gives him a, a, a you know puts him in the mix early on this year at, at oakland and churchill so you know, if you forgive his last few races, you know, at Saratoga, where he just never really had a chance to run, and you project some improvement off what he was doing earlier in the year, there's no reason why he couldn't hit the board at a big price. He's 20 to 1 in the morning line, and he probably will be 20 to plus to 1 in here. So, yeah, I guess I can come up with one long shot underneath. That would be the one. He, he's well, also Delta been, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Maybe he was I a could, problem child. It's a good point. So Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the eighth race. <clears throat> it's an allowance, mile and sixteenth on turf, purse of one hundred thirty thousand. Phillies and mares, three year olds and up. Ross, what are you thinking? I think it's a very competitive race, but I kind of honed in on a horse that is maybe my best play of the day. I just have so many positives that I have to go with uh, the one horse, Lovely Princess, is. Uh, coming off a little layoff, but it's got five um, steady, solid works since that race. Um, getting Lasix back for this race here. Uh, the horse is also cross-entered in on Sunday into the grade three Dowager at a mile and a half. I'm kind of hoping they, they take this spot, but I, I might even play a little. And if the horse goes there, I think the horse may be 10 to one in the morning line. Um I just think this horse is going to get can get a decent spot chasing the speed. Maybe gets first run on the closers. Um, the, the race is competitive, so I'm I'm hoping that the price stays square, five to one or higher. I think would be a square price. Might even go up a little bit. Um, yeah, that's what I like. I like the like the one a lot, lovely princess. Right, not only seven for nine in the exacta, but two for two at Keeneland. Chris, what you got? Keeneland. Yeah, I meant to mention that. Yeah, and gets the rail, which is usually a good thing on the turf if you can stay out of trouble or you can save ground for sure. Um, I I think the most talented horse in this race is the 10 horse walkathon. Uh, you know, whether or not it's dead fit and ready to run its best is a bit of a question, but this horse, once they went took to the turf became a, a complete monster last year and and it kind of capped its campaign off by crushing McCulloch who's a Breeders' Cup bound I think this year it's turned out to be a really good horse so to me that horse you know that was back in May and June last year that's the most talented horse in the race now <laughs> they, the question is you know something went wrong and it was off for a really long time um, and its comeback race wasn't great, but it was totally a prep. I mean, it was at Kentucky Downs sprinting, and it's for a trainer that doesn't usually have them cranked up. And now it goes second off the layoff and stretches out to a distance that it should like. And it's coming off a really good workout, a couple really good workouts, and it's one on the Keeneland Turf course before. Um, the question is just, you know, as it, what was the injury? Has it fully come back from that? And is it fully fit? 
you know, it may need this race before it's ready to fire, um, but it may be ready. I mean, off of the workouts, it definitely could be ready. Um, it does have the 10 hole with Julian Le Peru. So I'm a little nervous about that, right? <laughs> justifiably so. Um, uh, you know, that anything could happen. So I, I want to get a price, but I mean, I do think potentially this is the best horse in the race, assuming it, it's it's um, developed any at all from its races back as a three-year-old. So I'm going to go with the walkathon as being the play in here. Um, he's eight or she's eight to one in the morning line. Seems conceivable that you'd get that in this big field with some other options. So that's where I'm going to go. The 10, hopefully we'll walk a thon around the track and, but it'll run the last part of the race. Hopefully Julian won't walk a thon for too long on this one. Well, Ian Wilkes has, uh, has, has been every, everything he's put out there has really been running hard. They, even when they don't, uh, cross the wire first or second, they, they're always trying hard. He has great meets here at Keenan the last few years. So you got that going for you too. Yeah, he is four for 19 at Keenan right now. So that's, uh, <clears throat> that's pretty good. Okay. <clears throat> so I went with sister Luann. She has a tracking style that could really help in a race with no pace. She won her last of 500,000 race at Kentucky downs and she's always been fast. I think there's upside. I think they just they they've got her into a nice rhythm here, and um, uh, I will definitely be using Ross's horse, <clears throat> um, but I'm taking Sister Luann on top. Safi Joseph, Ross Saez, yeah, Scott. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping Sister Lou Ann will put some pressure on not so close. Mm -hmm. I'd like to so see Saez be aggressive because that that will give the other horses, you know, the, at least especially the one I like, um, Walkathon. Who's got that Walkathon's got some, you know, of the ability to lay close. So that's if Lafaru will use will use it. You know, that's the big question. What's he gonna do? But if he, you know, rides a little bit out of the gate to get position, this horse could get a really good trip. The other horse that ha you guys haven't mentioned that I like in here is the seven Sinfiltre, who um, has just been really good. It's last couple. It's been training well since its last race. Um, and I, I usually don't put a lot of stock in the results at Kentucky Downs. It comes out of a pretty good finish at Kentucky Downs. And before that, it was a pretty good finish at... Um, Ellis and both of those were in in probably tougher fields, you know, with like New Year's Eve and Vergara transient. So, uh, you know, that horse definitely figures in here, I think, the seven. But for me, I'm still going to, I'm going to take a shot with Walkathon. Seven gets Flavian and Pratt back, too, who's, I think, the best turf jockey in the country. So that's another positive. Okay, we'll move to the big race of the day. That's the ninth, the Raven Run, seven furlongs on dirt, purse of 350000 for three-year-old fillies. Chris, your turn to start us off. Yeah, I'm not real creative in this one. To me, it looks kind of chalky. The three favorites are probably 
much the best in here. Um, does seem like there's a lot of speed. So of the three uh, favorites, I, I would I'll, I'll lean a little to the four Vava, who seems like she should get a nice stock and pounce trip. Um, but you know the other favorites are both good too. So uh, I, I don't have a strong opinion. This is not a race I'll be playing, um, but I'll go with the four of Vava. Okay, Vava. Um... <laughs> What do you got, Ross? Yeah, not one of my favorite races on the card either. Uh, I uh, I don't know. I, the seven just impressed me so much with the last race. Uh, Dazzling Blue was three to five in that race. You know, pretty well meant, well thought of Cox horse, and uh, he just uh, she just kind of uh, took that one's best shot and then ran away and hid. So. Uh, that, you know, with a pistol to my head, I'm going to probably go with Alva star, but I mean, there's not much fun in that. So I tell you, a horse that intrigues me a little bit is the deuce, uh, Pennsylvania bread. It seems like he may have a little bit of, uh, uh, versatility. Maybe looks like he can sit back a little bit. I don't know how good the horse is though. You do get Saez and another horse I was looking at, you, you, you like bombs. I was looking at the three horse. If they do happen to go a little suicidal here, maybe the two gets aggressive and the seven goes and the six goes. Maybe the race falls apart. I don't know. Maybe the three could. Paulo Lobo has had some success with sprinters in the past, hasn't he? So gets Pratt, and he's never run on the dirt. Doesn't, you know, really. I just thought if the race were to collapse, maybe that would be the horse that might be coming. So, but like, again, if someone puts a gun to my head, I'd probably uh, pick the seven as my top choice. But the two and three intrigue. Okay. Well, I'm, uh, I'm going to be boring here and go with Alva's star. <clears throat> um, she's faster than these. She has the speed to boss them. The question is seven furlongs. I, I did watch her last race, and it was pretty awesome. Um, you know, it's the kind of race that she might react to, but she's had plenty of spacing, and she had this insane 58 workout since the last race. And uh, they they talk about her in the Daily Racing Forum in her article in in the article the the trainers are pretty high on her, so uh, she, she's my pick. But you know, <clears throat> she may be a victim of the pace. The seven furlongs could be her demise. And just in case, uh, I, I think I'm going to use Apple Picker in second. She uh, just ran a dirt race that was a small best for the year. And, and and a small top in general. And um, it's the same trainer as post-time, same trainer and jock. So they've got two shots in stakes races here. Uh, I think she has a chance to surprise this field. Yeah, just one thing on the Alba Star, I will say, you know, that the last race where she was so impressive, that time form us has color-coded you know extreme speed bias and my remembrance back to that day and notes i took i would kind of agree with that so that's just one thing to keep in mind and then the other thing scott said about seven furlongs and there's other speed in here um she just might be that good but just that there are a few reasons to think and maybe she's not quite as good as she looks um and uh, I agree with you, Scott. Brittany Russell 
is always dangerous. So I wouldn't sleep on apple picker. Um, that's an interesting one. I have kind of a, a bomb that I'll throw out, and that's the one Lily Poo, the one horse. You know, she was in a different barn, uh, and she ran her, uh, some really big races at Del Mar last year, and then I don't know if she was a private purchase or what, but she went to Michael McCarthy barn, and you know, he was trying to make her a route horse and on synth and turf, and she didn't run bad, but um, you know, I think maybe she's just a sprinter. That was what she was doing well as a two-year-old, and they finally gave her a chance to sprint but she caught a, a wet fast track at Charlestown, which she may have just not liked. Um, she didn't run badly, but she didn't run very good. She was quite a far behind Vava, who I, I picked on top in here. But you know, now if she gets a fast track and she's sprinting again for the second time, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if she jumps up in here. Uh, it's kind of an interesting spot. You know, they run her in a grade two off of her form, you know, shipping in to run. Uh, so it seems you know, like they, they must think that she's those excuses are legit and that she's a good horse. And if you look at her workouts, I mean, she's been blazing fast in the mornings, including a 46 and change workout um, recently. So I don't know. She's kind of an interesting long shot, I think. I uh, I agree. She's a she's a serious long shot. Um, a serious she has a shot, and it is kind of a bold move to be going up against Vava again. And those works are pretty pretty sensational. Forty six and four on the slop at Churchill, best of fifty one. Well, the Charlestown race seven furlongs is two turns, isn't it? It is. Or is that one? Yeah. 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 So you said you want that the horse fast. to sprint. You said maybe the horse wanted to sprint all along. So you could kind of, and Charlestown's kind of quirky, you know, I don't know. You know, you said you discount yeah, Kentucky Downs races sometimes. I, I discount Charlestown races sometimes too. So not that they travel that yes. much, but. So. Especially from, you know, outside post to a wet fast track, um, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I excuse that. And just the fact, you know, she's been, this is her, you're right. This is probably her, her first chance in a while to actually run a one turn sprint. So, it's a good point that, and that was, you know, where she did her best running. She wasn't winning races, but, you know, Faza, who she ran second to, was a pretty nice horse, a Baffert horse. Um, you know, and then she won at Del Mar. So, I mean, she won a second and a first. So, yeah, I mean, she's got some talent. And maybe this is her chance to shine again. This is a pretty salty race, but the fact that they have her in this race where there's probably other options with her is a good sign. It does seem an odd choice, right? You gotta, you gotta be careful with that when you see that. They know more than we do. So they know how the horse is doing. I mean, you can see it there on, on the, I don't know, you're intriguing me with this horse. Might have to play a couple of dollars underneath or something. Yeah, or even on top. If it is a fast pace, it's also a closer. So I like Corrales too. I'm surprised he's got the caller for the meet. I didn't notice that. Notice that over 26. 
Well, All maybe right. it'll be one for 27. Maybe it will. No, he's a good jockey. Yeah, his record will still be bad, but um, you'll be cashing a ticket. Or somebody, somebody will be on Lily Poo. Unless I go, I go cancel it, I might do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, please race. let us know if you do that, Ross. <laughs> I'll let you know if I cancel. <laughs> Just text me. You have my number. All right, let's go to the tenth. It's an allowance, five and a half furlongs on turf, purse of one hundred twenty thousand, three year olds and up. Ross, who do you got? I don't know for a five and a half on the turf. This have you seen a race more devoid of speed than this thing? There's like no speed in the race. I, I can't figure out the pace. Trying to get someone close. I mean, uh, Fauci's two to one in the morning line, and the horse is coming from China. Getting first time Lasix as a five year old, which I find odd. Loses Pratt to the. Other D'Amato, the 10, who's another come-from-the-clouds closer. Uh, I don't know. I was trying to find someone that, that could get into the race, you know, kind of stock and pounce or be on. I mean, who's going to be on the lead? Maybe the horse I like might even be on the lead. I, I like the eight, Counter-Strike. Um, Chris just mentioned, uh, you know, sometimes you can ignore those Kentucky Downs races. You know, some horses don't take to it. And uh, this horse is, you know, coming dropping in out of a grade two last time. I know it's five, only five to one morning line, but the race is kind of contentious. So maybe that can hold the price gets lay six back, which I always like uh, uh, Gilligan who's you know, not, not the worst jockey in the world and he's ridden them twice. So I thought uh, maybe, maybe could uh, get up on the lead or near the lead stock and pounce or wire them. So that's my hope. And that's why I like the eight counter strike. All right, I, I have a feeling I know who Chris is going to take in this race. Who do you got, Chris? Yeah, you might have guessed right on this one. I, I, I This is one where I think he can blow up the big five, and that's with the four-horse Zatib. Um, it's an interesting horse. Um, first of all, it's coming off a long layoff, and it's been gelded since its last race. And Graham Motion is the trainer, and he's very good bringing them back off long layoffs and turf sprints. He's got some good numbers. He's a good trainer overall, but, I mean, he's good. Um, this horse is, is a, you know, showed some talent. on It started its career on the turf, and if you watch that race, it lost all chance at the start. But it made a nice little move and finished up well. So I, I think it showed, and they debuted it on the turf, so I think that kind of shows it can handle the turf. Then they uh, put it on dirt, and it basically wired the field with ease at on the dirt. It was a wet, fast track at Keeneland, and they then something went wrong. This is clearly one of these horses that has some issues, but right off the layoff, it ran the best race of its life. Despite a bad start, it it um, showed speed, pressed the pace three wide, and then and drew and kind of put the speed away and won. So. He's a horse with speed and a race without a lot of speed. That's one of the things Ross had already mentioned. Um, so I think that's a big plus in here. He ran two clunkers after that, but clearly there was something wrong. Um, he's got issues, but now they're bringing him back. And he ran really well off the layoff last time. And he's got a trainer who does really well off the layoff. And um, he's got speed. And uh, based on what he was running at, it's two-year-old and, and his first start is three-year-old. He fits in here and he has upside and he could be a really big price. So I'm going to look for a tip 
uh, Johnny V to go to the lead and never look back, I'm hoping in here and wire this field at a big price. All right, well, I'm with you on a Z horse and I thought you would have this horse, but uh, I also wanna blow up the tote board with this race. And my horse is the three Zumbi. What do I like about Zumbi? Okay, comes in from Presque Isle Downs for a trainer who I noticed has a positive lifetime ROI at Keeneland. And this is what he does. He brings synth horses to Keeneland to run on the turf and dirt and threaten at big prices. This horse could polypop and shows a nice little circle back pattern suggesting he could turn, could run a, a lifetime top here. Then I dug a little bit deeper. I, I went to see like... Did, 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 did the dam do any running on turf? And I can't, I couldn't believe it, but the dam was owned and trained by the same trainer as Zumbi. And the dam went one win on turf and it was going from Presque Isle down synth to Keeneland turf, 37 to one, like, like mother, like daughter or uh, like mother, like son. So um, Kapow, she also got a second at 34 to one. I mean, this is what this trainer does. So he claimed, he's claimed Sweet Nicosi uh, as an older filly uh, back in the day, won with her at 37 to one and now has a daughter of her and he's been waiting for a year and a half to make this move, the, the synth to turf, explosion so zumbi for me well you you left out an important part of that story he claimed that horse and he bred that horse he bred he he bred her and this horse that in this race he's he's the breeder yeah 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 so he's he, the, yeah he claimed the horse he owned it and then he bred the horse yeah 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 so he, uh, he's I, I neglected for, to mention that yeah four years or more for this this chance to take this horse and repeat what his mother did and it has some speed, so yeah, it's a it's it's not impossible at all. Um, but yeah, this 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 trainer actually is the breeder of this horse. Yeah, and the time form has in their projection that they have this horse uh, on the lead, and it did in fact win on the lead three races ago at Presque Isle. Well, I was gonna actually was gonna give you the three as my bomb play because you were asking for bombs a couple of races ago this was the horse i was going to give you as a bomb play not i didn't have all the information you had which is tremendous information but uh, the horse does has shown a little bit of speed in a race devoid of speed and also machado has had the tremendous meat uh won the late double the other day on a couple of colbert courses Did you guys see that 45 dollars and 16 dollars double paid 50 50 dollars 50 for a dollar did you see that the other day I did not see that. Colebrook and Machado won the late double. The the first horse paid forty something dollars, forty two or forty six, and the second horse paid sixteen. It parlays out to like four or five hundred dollars. It paid fifty for a dollar. Fifty. So how much do you think they had that for? Five hundred. <laughs> so, uh, I'm just saying you got to you also putting his kids through college. Putting his yep. kids through college. Um, and, uh, the, uh, the, the trainer has used this jock and, and one, he's one for three with this, with this jock. 
And in, fa- <laughs> in fact, this horse did the same thing, went from Turfway to Keeneland in April, and got second by a head at 589 to 1. So uh, some 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 karma here, Ryan Walsh. Uh, I may do something crazy like single him, single this horse in this race, so I can go deep in the other races. Just to take advantage of Zumbi, Zumbi baby. I, I I don't mind that strategy, although I would encourage you to at least back it up with Zatib. Well, and, I think and, and, he's gonna. Yeah, I do. I do have both of your horses, Counter Strike and Zatip, as he uses in this race. Um, but I may not be able to spread as as much as I'd like in both races, uh, this one and the seventh. So uh, the solution may be to go with Zumbi. Yeah, I mean, if that that's the kind of horse to single, um, because if you hit, you're going to get paid separation maker i, w- I yes. will have a win bet on zumbi too there's way too much karma here i'm gonna i'm gonna watch that last race at Presque Isle just to see like how how much the horse the the jock might, might have held him back because you know the trainer was saying the the i want to win the next race at keeneland don't win right <laughs> here don't win this race well we'll see um, but certainly there's a chance that Zatip and Zumbi could be one, two in a paceless race early. I really it think could, it could be a ZZ be top exacta. Yeah. There you go. ZZ. As easy as ZZ. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, you guys, uh, any spot plays in this race, uh, in, on this card besides. I had a bonus horse. I had a bonus horse actually, because the last time you asked me if I had any bonus horses, and I hadn't looked at the rest of the card. But I, I have one in the fifth race. Fifth race is full. Like there's like nine firsters and a couple of second time starters. I, I kind of like the twelve horse. Ran already once for a five for a hundred and five trainer in a race uh, with like D'Amato and Brian Cox, Chad Brown, you know, a lot of the bombers. But the the lady is. Uh, I'm not really that familiar with her, Sarah Hamilton, but she is she is 18% second-time uh, maidens, and she's 13% with two-year-olds. So I suppose if she has a niche, this would be it. But I was just impressed by the horse's race. Had the wide post last time again, and um, you know broke kind of indifferently, had to rush up a little bit, then engaged the leader on the far turn, ran by like a pro, and, and took like a two- or three-length lead on the rail, and then the, the wave came in came and got her at the wire, but then the gallop out was like spectacular. So the, I, I think the extra half a furlong is going to help. I just think this is a horse that has already proven she can run a little bit. I, 10 to 1 in the morning line should probably hold that, I think, with with the, the quality in the race or perceived quality. So I think that one's worth a bet. So I'll be betting her. She's the factor. Okay, she's the factor. I like it. Chris, you got anything for us? Um. The only other race I looked at was the um, the fourth because it's part of the turf triple. And, um, I mean, I don't have a, a great play, but I like the three-horse sweet Danny girl. Um, she she just fits. She's a very solid horse. Um, she has tactical speed. She has Louis Saez on board. And um, 
you know, she's, I think, the fourth choice in the wagering. So, um, to me, there's some value there. She's not a big price. She's nine to two on the morning line. But, um, you know, that all turf pick three as a low takeout and a $3 minimum. And I, I like to play it. Um, you know, I, you can get some good payouts if you can get a couple of prices or even one price. People can't spread out like they do in the 20 cent, 50 cent kind of place. So uh, that's what I like about it. Okay, and Ross, let us know if you decide to cancel your bet on she's the I factor. will for sure. I'll, I'll text you guys. I have both of your numbers. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, no, I actually won't be. I won't be canceling anything because I'm that. I'm one of those guys. I don't do that. So I did it once, and look what happened to me. So you you only do it when there's an NAC spot on the line. Yeah, and if I do, they don't. And if I don't, they do. So. <laughs> All right, well, so should I, we book for next year at the same time uh, next uh, October? Should pencil me in for the for the uh, Keeneland meet? No, like no, we'll try to get you in on in Florida. Maybe one of those days that you're going to be in the contest, so we'll know you'll be all ready. You know. Oh yeah, that would be fun. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, it's always uh, a pleasure. I love being with you guys. Thank you for asking me. I, it's it's the highlight of my year. <laughs> well, it's it's one of our, one of the highlights of our year having you on. So thank you for joining us. Anytime, anytime, gentlemen. Thank okay, you. That, that will conclude show number two forty seven of the Sport of Kings Pod. Good luck at Keeneland and wherever else you play, and please enjoy the Brooklyn Boogaloo blowout. I'll see you on Sport of Kings. Cheers. Idiot.